Good morning, Trinity Lutheran Church. Make your best animal noises. This would be the time. Um, because they're going to have company as we go along this morning. Welcome to our, uh, our worship this morning. We have a little blessing of the animals today. Uh, St. Francis' birthday and celebration feast day was this past week. Um, so we have themes of creation and animals and themes of welcome home. So um, this prelude this morning, we're going to sing Canticle of the Sun. You're welcome to sing any part of it with us that you like. Canticle of the Sun. Welcome to worship at Trinity Lutheran Church. The heavens are telling the glory of God, and all creation is shouting for joy. Come dance in the forest, come play in the field, and sing, sing to the gentlest breeze they blow where they will they blow where they please to please the It is so lovely to be with my home congregation again. And uh, today we'll be gathering around the themes of reconciliation and hope. And of course, we are blessing the animals, but I know that they are more than just animals. They are beloved 
companions. They are family members. So I'm so glad that you have brought them for the blessing. We have two Chihuahua mixes that would never, never uh, be peaceful in the setting. So to those at home, to those who maybe left your um, little anxious uh, companions at home, know that they are blessed, know that they are loved, and know that they are reflections of divine love in your life as well. So please stand as we gather for the gathering hymn. Our gathering hymn this morning is call and response. It's come, let us worship God. Keeping with our creation thing, theme, all things bright and beautiful.
Please join me in prayer. Beloved God, from you come all things that are good. Lead us by the inspiration of your spirit to know those things that are right. And by your merciful guidance, help us to do them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated. A song by uh, our friend Carrie Newcomer. I heard an owl, I suppose, appropriate for uh, the blessing of the animals. But uh, mostly this was put into the service. Um, before we knew the, the events of the past couple of days in uh, Palestine and Israel, and so this song becomes more, more poignant, more uh, meaningful than ever. And we need every voice. <laughs> Not frowning on that. I heard an owl call last night homeless and confused and I stood naked and bewildered at the evil people do and up upon a hill there is a terrible sign that tells the story of what darkness waits when we leave the light behind so don't tell me hate is ever right or God's will these are the wheels we put in motion ourselves and the whole world weeps and is weeping still though shaken i still believe the best of what we all can be and the only peace this world will know can only come from love I am a voice that's calling out across the great divide. I am only just one person that feels they have to try. The questions fall like trees or dust and rise like prayers above. But the only word is courage and the only answer love. So don't tell me hate is a right or God's will. These are the wheels we put in motion ourselves. And the whole world weeps and is weeping still. Though shaken, I still believe the best of what we all can be. And the only peace of this world will know can only come from love. Light every candle that you can. We need some light to see in these days of deepest loss. Treat each other tenderly, and the arms of God will gather in each sparrow that falls, but makes no separation, just fiercely loves us all. And don't, don't tell me a hate is ever right or God's will. These are the wheels we put in motion ourselves, and the whole shaken, I still believe the best of what we all can be, and, and the, the only peace this world will know can only come, come from love. Don't tell me a hate is ever right or God's will. These are the wheels we put in motion ourselves, and the whole world weeps, and with weeping shaken, I still believe the best of what we all can be, and the only peace this world
morning. The first lesson is from the first chapter of Corinthians. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see only a reflection, as in a mirror. But then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love remain, these three, and the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, George. A song by Wayne Kirkpatrick. Uh, sung by uh, Susan Ashton <coughs> Faith, Hope, and Love The song is called A Song of Reconciliation that bind the bitter heart it is release hold it close to your chest let it move and let it rest for it is here to set your mind at ease where there is love there is a Where there is a hope, there is a dream To rise above, to remit, and to redeem To go back, to go where there's no hurt or anger there To find the song that you once could sing where there is hope, there is a dream. 
chance to alter the course and fight the winds of circumstance not to scar but to mend not to break but to bend and not to know but to understand where there is faith there is a chance where there is hope there is a dream where there is love there Please stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. Today's gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 21. Jesus says, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, they will respect my son. And when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, he will put those wretches to miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in his eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you this morning from our Lord Jesus Christ who entrusts us with bearing the fruits of God's kingdom here on earth. Martin Luther once said, sometimes you have to squeeze a biblical passage until it leaks the gospel. We're doing some powerful squeezing this morning, squeezing grapes in the vineyard, savoring each potent and precious drop of grace that is released. You see, the temptation and perhaps the historical interpretation of this morning's gospel text has been to divide and condemn. That is, today's parable is situated between the story of Jesus overturning the tables and clearing out the money changers in the temple and the story of Jesus' betrayal, arrest, and crucifixion. So there is indeed this heated tension between Jesus and the Pharisees with the critique being the commercialization and the power dynamics of their shared Jewish 
religion, something that perhaps we struggle with our religion to the current day. But there is a danger of hyper-focusing on the Jewish, Jewish religious system and authorities as being adversaries and betrayers to Jesus, since that can lead to toxic anti-Semitism at a time when prayers for peace and hope are especially needed for Israel. Instead, let's step back our human from our human temptations to blame and shame and squeeze out some love and grace as Luther encouraged. The invitation for you this morning is to take a closer look at what Jesus is revealing about the broader and deeper nature of the landowner, the broader and deeper nature of God. Essentially, the landowner, that is God, sounds like a desperate parent willing to do anything and risk everything to reach out to a beloved and estranged child. The tenants are rebelling against the relationship with the landowner, seeking their independence from his authority. The tenants are pushing back and isolating themselves as they create and bolster their own identity and perhaps inheritance using what has been leased to them. So how does God respond to this rebellion beyond the logic of any transactional businessman? The landowner responds with ridiculous grace and love. Two waves of representatives are dispatched by the landowner to claim his rightful share of the harvest, and all are harmed and killed. This crazy decision-making is not riddled with anger or vengeance or punishment, but rather is motivated by a desperate love to the point of even sacrificing the heir of the vineyard who died in the hands of the tenants. That's what many parents estranged from their adult children do. Reach out in desperate and deepening love regardless of the anticipated rejection and pain with the simple hope of reconnecting with their beloved and alienated child Parents of estranged children risk and give all for the hope of reconciliation. Estrangement is a tender and perhaps even taboo topic for many families and for a broader society. In the April 2023 issue of the Journal of Marriage and Family, a study was published that concluded that over the course of young adulthood, at least one in four American adult children, that's 25% of children, will cut ties with at least one parent. Compulsory kinship, this obligatory allegiance to the family of or origin, or perhaps in biblical terms, the fifth commandment in Exodus to honor your mother and father is softening as young adults explore options of choosing who is in their family. There are many reasons that adult children are estranged from a parent or their families of origin. Some young adults view one or two of the parents as a source of trauma. An estrangement is a path forward in healing. There could be conflict around core issues such, such as sexual orientation, gender identity, and even religious views. Other reasons could be parental favoritism, violations of trust because of lying or substance abuse, divorce, or even the influence of a significant other. There's a myriad of reasons for the physical and emotional distance between parent and adult child. Usually, 
the severing of ties is not one big explosive episode, but rather it's an accumulation and culmination of events and patterns whereby the adult child begins to pull away. Blocking email messages, refusing to engage in social media, not returning phone calls. And if a gift is sent, it is not acknowledged or it is returned unopened. Estrangement oftentimes leaves the parent reeling. Like the vineyard owner, many parents, perhaps with their best intentions and imperfect parenting, have invested their time and resources in cultivating and preparing a field for their children where they can flourish, where they can enjoy an abundant harvest for all that is good in life, successful careers, fulfilling relationships, physical well-being, and perhaps accomplishments that the parents were not able to make in this life. Estrangement can often leave the parents uncertain about what they did wrong. They may feel that the adult child is rewriting family history, spinning what they consider to be mundane squabbles into larger episodes. Like the landowner, they are uncertain why their efforts and affections are being refused, why the contract between parent and child is being broken. Yet the impulse of most parents is to keep trying, motivated by ridiculous love, ridiculous hope, and sending waves of messages and gestures. Perhaps the parents even triangulate extended family in a desperate effort to reestablish relationships with the beloved and alienated adult child. Through this lens of estrangement, parents and grandparents may be able to see the scripture passage in a different way gaining a deeper glimpse into God's impulsive love. Indeed, God, like most parents, is reaching out in desperation, willing to do anything and risking everything to reconcile with beloved and estranged children, regardless how ridiculous or downright crazy it is. Jesus tells us today that the kingdom of God is given to a people who produce the fruits of the kingdom. As we know, parenting is not a legalistic obligation. It's not about a transactional deal. It's not about anger or retribution or alienation. Rather, the fruits of the kingdom are akin to what we hear from the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Corinthians. Parenting is about faith hope and love and love is patient not insisting on its own ways it does not keep a tally sheet of wrongs but rather bears all things believes all things hopes all things and endures all things perhaps being in a relationship with an estranged child we can only see in a mirror dimly with a broken heart. And yet, love calls us to continue reaching out in openness with hope of reconciliation and reunion, with forgiveness and grace reflective of the divine landowner in today's scripture. So through this wine press of love, the biblical passage indeed leaks the gospel. Hate is replaced with love. Estrangement is replaced with compassion. Retribution is replaced with hope and potential. God prepared this earth for humanity to enjoy, and indeed, we can hoard God's blessings for ourselves. God sent his son, and humanity responded with violence and death. Yet, God dared to raise Jesus and send him back again to us, bearing the message of God's desperate and crazy love for us.
So let me end by offering a blessing to those who share God's desperate and crazy love for estranged adult children or grandchildren. May your hearts continue to bear the fruits of the kingdom for your children and grandchildren, whatever the length or the texture of your experience. And as one last drop of grace to share with you today, know that 81% of estrangements with mothers and 69% of estrangements with fathers eventually ends in reconciliation. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love, this day and always. Amen. A theme of God's radical love and welcome home and return is uh, evident in this story, but it's also in the story of the prodigal son. And this next song, you'll certainly hear um, images from that prodigal story, and you are welcome and invited to sing along on that refrain, Welcome Home, it's pretty easy, and on the wall there, Welcome Home. Welcome a home, welcome a home, you have traveled that far road. Welcome a home, welcome a home, we were broken, now we're And everything to gain Took the love that was so sure And you threw it all away Or so it seemed And now you've come back home And all we have to say Is welcome home Welcome home You have tried Welcome home, welcome home. We were broken, now we're home. You went running far away with nothing we could say. You were fed by your desires, and we all could share the blame. You had to go, and when the run was through, you didn't know we'd say, Welcome home, welcome home. You have traveled that us down, loving arms reach down in our misery, reclaim us from the ground, welcome home, welcome home, you have traveled that far road, welcome home.
prayers today that George will lead are spoken with a sung response. All of us belong. We'll sing that response once now and after each petition. Please stand as we sing. as we bring our prayers to you. God of creation, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. <clears throat> Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. God of all creation, hear us as we sing. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in the sacred circle. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in the sacred Our loving parent God, you call us back, back from despair, back from defeat, back from estrangement and fear, from warfare and abuse and broken relationships. You always call us back to faith, hope, and love, to belonging, repair, and renewal. You welcome us back and we are made whole. God of all creation, hear us as we sing. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in this sacred circle. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in this sacred circle. Guiding God, Curb the warring and ethnic madness we see in the world, in Armenia, in Azerbaijan, in Israel, and Palestine, in Haiti, and the U.S. and beyond. Humble the hearts of those who wield power. Call us back from the ignorance and fear that leads us to call those we differ with the other. Let us imitate your grace and your call to community. God of all creation, hear us as we sing. All of us belong, each and every one. All of us belong in the sacred circle. All of us belong, each and every one. All Healing God, be with those who are ill or grieving. Be with those who feel they do not belong. Let us see Christ in all our siblings, trans, straight, and gay, those of any color or hue, any nationality or ethnic origin, of any age or ability level, and see the beauty of the Creator in all of them, your holy creations. God of all creation, hear us as we sing. God, guide us to steward this creation so that it might sustain us all now and for seven generations ahead. 
May we honor the wisdom of the native peoples on whose ancestral lands we stand and understand the holiness of the creation you have given us. God of all creation, hear us as we sing. for this church and this land, all the people of God say, Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share that peace with one another. Thank you. Thank you for those wonderful greetings, for the sharing of peace and love and community that fills this space. Um, after worship, head into the uh, fellowship hall. It is coffee Sunday, or coffee. It's always coffee Sunday. It's chocolate Sunday this morning. So lots of um, tasty treats in there this morning. It was fun watching all the treats come in through the doors this morning. Um, so lots of goodies in there. And I love having all of the pets in the sanctuary. We are almost at the blessing part of the service. <laughs> uh, a few announcements today. Um, Birthdays today. Is Linda Neverman here? She is not here. It's Linda's birthday today. It is Don Lane's birthday today, and it is my birthday today. <laughs> Happy applause. <laughs> um, the altar shelf flowers this morning, just beautiful displays donated by Sally Fifield and Dee Fulcher in Thanksgiving for family, friends, and Trinity. And uh, last week, Judy and Jan were in the fellowship hall selling their books, Gems of TLC. They sold out last week, but have ordered more. So next Sunday, um, you'll have an opportunity to purchase your very own copy after worship service. Uh, there is a quilt raffle today. The quilt ladies have a beautiful, um, beautiful quilt in there that is available for raffle. So um, you can go purchase your tickets today, and then next Sunday, the quilters will have a full display of all of their quilts and lots of goodies that you can purchase and take home with you. A good time to get a jump start on your Christmas shopping, uh, and that quilt will be awarded to the raffle winner next Sunday. 
And what else? Memorial service for Jessica Jordan. Jessica is Marianne Bass's daughter. Marianne's a longtime member of Trinity. Uh, that service is coming up on Saturday, October 14th at 1 o'clock. There's a sign-up sheet on the table in the narthex if you would like to provide goodies or if you would like to serve at that service. That would be um, wonderful. Marianne, yeah. It will be beautiful. Thank you, Marianne. And Carl, an announcement about a little concert coming a up. Little concert. A little concert. If you have yep. nothing else to do or nothing more important on the 19th of, of November at 3 o'clock, and how could you have anything more important than this, come to the Brothers Four concert at the high school. Um, we are back on the road and stopping in South Whidbey. So 3 o'clock, November 19th. Um, come see us before our 65th anniversary year. <laughs> Tickets. Tickets will be available starting next, uh, end of this week, next weekend anyway, for sure. Available here uh, and several outlets that are on the uh, poster there and at Kevin, jo Kevin Lundgren's Edward Jones office. Excellent. Thank you. Fun day. Uh, Joe, yes. Um, creation care team, or, or Joe has invited uh, anybody interested in Creation Care to attend a walk this afternoon, meeting here at Trinity, and then carpooling to um, the South Would Be, what is that park called? Yep, so meet at one o'clock here and then carpool to South Would Be State Park. It's a half mile walk through the old growth forest. Really, really beautiful location and a gorgeous day to head out there. So again, meeting in the Trinity parking lot at one o'clock, anybody is welcome to attend. Okay, any other announcements? All right, then I'm going to invite you to bring your furry and feathered friends forward. We're all gonna gather up here on the Narthex space and share a blessing. Laura, gonna take a picture, a photo. Okay, am I on? All right, once we have everybody gathered, we'll take a quick photo. <laughs> or try to take a quick photo. Okay, and a blessing for our pets this morning. If you want to hold up a hand, if you don't have a pet here. Hold up a paw. Blessed are you, Lord God, maker of all living creatures. You called forth fish in the sea, birds in the air, and animals on the land. You inspired St. Francis to call all of them his brothers and sisters. We ask you to bless these pets, 
By the power of your, of your love, enable them to live according to your plan. May we always praise you for all of your beauty in creation. Blessed are you, Lord our God, in all your creatures. Amen. Amen. Pastor Eileen and I will come around. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to everybody who participated. Um, if you would like a copy of that blessing, we have several copies I'll put on the table in the narthex if you'd like to take one home with you. Um, and, oh, yes. and we'll continue our service now singing the Lord's Prayer. So if it's comfortable, I invite you to stand. have two legs or four. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as we sing before you go out this, we're going to sing our sending hymn. It's going to invite you to go make a difference.
Turtle dove, 